ASMR. You didn't know you came here for it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, let me pull up the script thing to open up. Um, Parker, you, <laughs> what? You're just revealing all sorts of background stuff today. Well, I don't always remember the start exactly. We I want to get script, it right. Y'all. Uh, Parker, what's your favorite uh, gift you got growing up? Do you have one you oh, remember? Oh, gosh. Favorite gift? You hit me on the spot, man. Uh, for Christmas? Oh, gosh. I'm not even remembering them all, to be honest with you. Do you have one that's memorable? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think this was a Christmas gift. I might be remembering it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's a Christmas gift. Uh, when we got, as a family, it wasn't really a gift to me. It was a gift to everybody. But when we got the Nintendo Wii, yeah. that was pretty cool. I remember that. Oh, another one was when I got my DS. Mm. My DS was my first interaction with Wi-Fi, which is kind of <laughs> weird to think. I, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, you remember, did you have a DS growing up? I had a DS, but my family did not have Wi-Fi until I moved out of the house. Oh, okay. So you probably did never do any Picto chat. You remember Picto chat? I knew about it, and I would just mess around and draw on it and stuff. Okay. Yeah. You have Picto chat? Picto chat was dope. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh no, that those are ones I remember. How about you? Um, so one of I guess like when it comes to Christmas gifts, I mean like I've had ones in my adult years that I really, really appreciate. But like as a kid, I remember um one Christmas where my uh basically it ended up being that my parents had us like make a full on list and all these things and I'd put all these different Game Boy um advanced games for my Game Boy Advance SP best gaming system of like the last ever, actually. Best one. You could give a Game Boy Advance SP to a five-year-old. They're never breaking it, and it will play games very well, and you will enjoy it. It's a great experience still to this day. My R bumper button for my Game Boy Advance SP that I bought for $70 by self back in like 2005 still works. Okay. So I just, I had written down a bunch of games that I wanted and, uh, I ended up getting all of them. So in terms of like Christmas, like as a kid and you're just like, Holy cow, like look what's going on. That was a very, very, very memorable Christmas. Um, but I also remember like when I was in high school and we weren't in the position to do, uh, Christmas is like that and that sort of a thing. Um, having it where like my parents got me like a brand new pair of running shoes in the middle of like a training session and that sort of a thing. And those meant a lot, but, um, yeah, Christmas times. What, what was your favorite Game Boy SP game? Oh, dude. I honestly, which this is a whole other conversation for another day until I had like, uh, thrown them away. Um, Pokemon Emerald was dope. I loved that game. Um, but also I really liked, uh, Oh crud. What was it? It's, uh, it's a mega man. Oh, why am I forgetting it? I'm forgetting it right now. I feel really bad. Lego Star Wars 1, 2, and 3 on the Game Boy Advance SP. That was on Game Boy Advance? They also made it for it. Yeah, it was dope. Oh, I, I have know. it in my Game Boy Advance right now in one of my dressers. That's awesome. Yeah. my I Do you ever play uh, um, uh, Legend of Zelda Minish Cap? No, I wasn't a big uh, Legend of Zelda person. Oh. That was a fun one. That was one of my favorite Legends. Yeah, because I had Game Boys, but I didn't have like a GameCube or anything. I was a PlayStation kid. So then I was a Kingdom Hearts guy. I was Jack and Daxter. You have a PSP? 
I had a PSP, dude. I had the choice to either well, because I had saved up. I work. I would work weekends for my dad with construction and stuff, and help clean up job sites. And so, it was always I was spending usually my own money for it. But I got saved up a bunch of money, and I had the choice between either buying an iPad, iPod Touch, uh-huh. a Zune, or a PSP. And I chose to buy the PSP because at the time, here's the thing. I did not even like listen to music much until I was like a junior in high school. Like I just yeah. wasn't my thing. You had to I, buy music back then. Yeah. And you had to buy music back then when I, you had to like go and you'd have to burn a CD onto right. your computer so that then you could transfer MP3 it over. Players. Yeah. So back I, when stuff was still measured in megabytes. Exactly. So I went. And, um, I decided to buy a PSP because I was like, if I get a PSP, I can put my music on it and I can oh, play yeah. video games. That's it, dope. And it, it was a really good time browser too. I think. And it had an internet browser. Yeah. It was really, really cool. It like it's my thing times sucked. Yeah. They weren't the best. Also that was back when blockbuster was still open. So I'd go and rent PSP games on the block from Blockbuster. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's some pretty cool this is the thing that I hate. PlayStation, if you're listening to this, you're not. <laughs> but if somehow someone at Sony can you release the PSP games for the main consoles? There's a Daxter game that we never got on the main consoles. Now we can just never play. There's a couple Final Fantasy games that we never get to play. The It'd just be nice. For, chronologically first Kingdom Hearts game. I'm forgetting. Uh was it birth before sleep or something like that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The one with um, they have released all of the Roxas. Kingdom Hearts ones though. Oh, have they now to be okay. available? Yes, Got it. yes. They didn't mess that up. I need all those to be available on Nintendo platforms. Uh, the main ones they are. The main ones. Yeah, they're making the main ones. Hmm. But on that note, with that being said, Got sidetracked. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conviction, where we feel a conviction to discuss questions and topics surrounding church, culture, ministry, and just general life. As a Jesus follower, my name is Caleb. My name is Parker. And today, we are going to be kicking off the conversation, the podcast, by having some talks about Christmas. Yeah. In general, this is the one about Christmas. Uh, We already were talking a little bit about gifts and stuff, but we just wanted to sit back, relax like the holiday season is... And take some time to talk about maybe some Christmas memories, some things we appreciate about it, maybe some deep thoughts and things like that. But yeah, Christmas time. Christmas time. We might as well be drinking hot cocoa right now, man. Yeah, we're not. We're not, but we might as well be. What's your favorite Christmas tradition? Dude, that is a good question. It doesn't have to be religious. Just family tradition. Ah, yes. My favorite tradition so here's the hard thing. The main one that I have is uh, my extended family. We all get together typically on December 23rd. So this was always a cool thing growing up. We'd get together on December 23rd. So Christmas started then. December 23rd. Then you have Christmas Eve, which already has an amount of excitement around it and stuff. We'd like go to maybe a church service, things like that. And then you have Christmas Day. So I would say my extended family Christmas on December 23rd has always been one of my favorite traditions. Um, dude, but my favorite, favorite thing in terms of just the season in general is the first day that you decorate for Christmas. And like the fact that you just get to have these decorations and these lights up and all of these things, 
I love that. I love getting to appreciate the decorations. Um, it's usually a sad day for like two or three days for me when we have to tear them down and stuff. I also though grew up in a house where shout out to my mom for making a winter winter wonderland. We would have like seven Christmas trees up with all different themes and stuff. So I love Christmas decorations being up and all of those things. You and I are very different people. Hey, that's okay. That's why this is conviction. <laughs> Sometimes we've got to have difficult conversations. I'm very convicted about how difficult it is to wrap Christmas trees. We've had, I, I know, I know yeah, you talked about that you wrap it up and down. And that's an that option. Makes it easy. It's an option. It's still infuriating, guys. It's a lot easier, though. It's a lot it's easier. Nearly Buy as a pre-lit tree. It's nearly as infuriating. It, that costs a lot of money, man. I have a, I got a free tree, bro. Well, I'm just saying. Don't, yeah, don't, I, I know. The second I have enough money to buy don't a pre-lit tree. Don't complain, my guy. The second I have money enough to buy a pre-lit I th- tree. I think I'm not trying to say this is not a lot of money. I'm just saying I think that you can get pre-lit trees at certain places. They're not the prettiest of ones. I think you can get ones now for like 200 or so. That's still a lot of money, but in terms still of a lot of money, but in terms of like not having to like, if you're gonna if you're gonna have your Christmas decorating spirit crushed by putting lights on, it might be a small. I'm also small just cost. a Scrooge of a person. <laughs> not that I do love Christmas. Don't get me wrong. I'm just a grouchy person. So, it, yeah, I'm I I'm the happiest grouch you'll ever meet. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your the, favorite part then? Uh, of Christmas? Yeah. Oh, my favorite. Okay. For, the first one that comes to mind immediately is for me and my family, we, um, uh, we, my family has the, like, it's a long story, but we have the, one of the original Cinnabon recipes. Okay. For cinnamon rolls. And so. You guys snuck into corporate? No, I, I, it's. My grandma would be able to tell you more about it than me, but like, yeah, my fam, my mom's side of the family, family is originally from Texas, and they knew like somebody in the family or something. Interesting. Like anyway, but so, uh, my mom would always make cinnamon rolls, uh, okay. and that's what we'd have for Christmas morning, for oh. breakfast, Christmas morning, and we'd we still do that, and uh, it's delightful, it's wonderful. Um, I also really enjoy, um all the Christmas lights as much as they infuriate me um, to put up. Uh, I really like driving around and seeing all the Christmas lights. Yeah. Bro, the Tulalip Reservation right now. Oh, their lights are crazy. Bro, it's like you can just feel the trees burning. <laughs> like They're so warm. No, well, that and like, yeah, just being fed into the fires of wherever electricity's made like yeah no but it's like blinding from the freeway it's intense but it's really pretty and uh yeah it's just fun so yeah those are uh, well i guess that's not technically a tradition per se it's a part of the season like about christmas you know um that was like me and sierra this year we got to with our house, this is the first year we could put up Christmas lights on our house. Yeah. Like that was a, it was just this thing where I was like, we get to participate and like enjoy. And it's very bland this year. We just did white, simple Christmas lights all around, but mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. Like we ended up having it where I'm slowly seeing more of our neighbors put up Christmas lights. And I'm like, ah, we're all a part of the club. 
They all chose to do <laughs> I this. I know, and then you see like the one guy that doesn't put him up all season. And it's exactly. Like, oh, you're a sad person. I'm hoping we need to actually, me and Sierra will probably go on a couple drives here. We go out and drive around, look at Christmas yeah. lights. Like, I, I actually love when there's like little neighborhoods that'll do a lot. I think North yeah. Everett usually has a lot. Like Christmas lights, yes. I am for Christmas lights. I am for, here's what I'm for. I'm for figuring out how we can have them just all winter. Like when it starts to get dark early, having these joyful looking houses, it's pretty nice. They should stay up till March. Yeah, I don't know, man. Even more Tesla charging stations will go down. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, I also like we, my family, they usually, um, and we're, me and Nadia are going to start doing this too. Um, we'll go out and um, make a night of going out and looking at Christmas lights. And that's cool. Like what you just said. So, um, but yeah, we'll usually like, uh, we'll get like a bunch of donut holes and, and nice. goodies and stuff like that. We used to go to Krispy Kreme and, but now there's like not enough around now, at least in, in, in our neck of the woods. Yeah. To uh, make it easy. To make it easy. Um, so yeah, we do that. We get like hot cocoa slash coffee and we drive around and there's this really cool house up in Marysville up on, um, if you haven't ever been there before, it's on Grove street, um, in a neighborhood off Grove street that they have like the dancing Christmas lights and stuff. Oh, cool. Have you ever been there? No, I need to go to look at it. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's like, uh, right across 67th. You know where that is? Yeah. It's like right across 67th and it's the neighborhood up on the right. Oh, There's okay. like usually like a line of like cars going to look yeah and they're like looping around the but and he takes donations for salvation army for his power bill no, i'm just joking <laughs> it's pretty and in, it's intense it's very intense it's like i don't know how many days it takes for him to put that whole thing up but yeah it's it's pretty cool that's cool yeah so you think god cares about these traditions wow uh <laughs> just jump in dude i I think that it is very biblical to commemorate events. Yeah. And so I, agree. I would say, does God care that we put lights up and things like that? Um, probably not. But does God care that we have markers that display the importance of something to people so that they have a chance to reflect upon that? I think that is very much so true. Um, you know, I think about the fact that you have people that people, you know, people will joke that they're just like Christmas Eve and Easter Christians, right? Like, hey, we just show up twice a year. We go on in. Why? Because it's a part of the experience, that kind of a thing, right? Do those people say that? Well, I doubt they, they say that. I doubt they say it, but you just see it. Okay. okay like you okay, just okay. see that happen, right? I was like say, I've never heard somebody say, "Yeah, we're just a Christmas and Easter kind of Christian." Yeah, but like you just can tell. <laughs> like there's just times oh, that yeah, happens for people. Thing. Not that they're Christians like that, but that's just when they attend church at all or church whatever. attendance records show it. Yeah, and so the thing is, though, is I think for God, he really cares about us remembering and commemorating things. You see it in the Old Testament a lot. You see it going into the New Testament. Um, and there's also a reality, like God cares about us redeeming things. So like you end up looking at Christmas. Well, 
Like, was Jesus born exactly on December 25th? Nah, bro. No, we don't know the exact date of his birth. He, a lot of people He's born say, in a manger. Yeah, and a lot of people say he was probably born in, like, July, if it's our calendar time, right? Um, Is July winter for Israel? Uh, I mean, it's Do still hot. It's still hot no matter what. Yeah, it's like 80 degrees. And so... um. I think the reality is, is we end up looking at it and what did people do? They ended up taking back something. I forget which solstice it is. It's one of the solstices, I believe, is what is on December 25th. And so why was that date picked? Because basically, what was it? It was, sorry, I'm like trying to remember right now. It was that it was to worship basically like the sun and the sun God in some way, I believe is what it was. And so Christians at the time when they said December 25th is when we celebrate the birth of Jesus. It, you know, if you want to be like corny church, it was that instead of worshiping the S U N now we worship the S O N on Put this day. On t-shirt. And again, it's really easy. Cause what do you end up having? You end up having, or people had one understanding of a day, but now it's been redeemed for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way, Christmas trees, right? Uh, Christmas trees, people will end up joking about sometimes, which I just disagree with them on this. They'll be like, it's pagan. It's bad because you would have it. I think it was a German tradition, but overall it was like a pagan tradition that they would do these things of like worshiping trees and stuff like that. And through, I believe the process of bringing them in their house. So then they looked and Christians started to decorate them and they used them as a symbol for Christmas. And people are like, what's going on here? This is weird. Well, no, it's not. It's the redemption of a symbol that was common at a time for people to engage with that thing now in a new light. Think about the cross, the symbol of the cross and the fact that that is like the most prolificated Christian emblem in the world. Now we would say it makes sense. Jesus died on a cross. Now there's an empty cross. Why? Because he has risen from the dead, all these things. But the reality is when people walk around wearing a gold cross, if you had worn that in AD two, Like we're talking like before Jesus has gone to the cross, anything like that. But in the middle of Rome, hanging people on crosses constantly, people would have looked at you and been like, why are you wearing a torture device around your neck? But it's the redemption of that symbol for now to be a trademark, to help people see, to relate with the reality of what has God done. So to answer your very intense question of does God care about this? I didn't mean it to be so so intense, I guess. No, it wasn't. It wasn't intense. I'm just, I'm just being, I'm being funny. Um, I'm not actually funny though, because we learned that pastors aren't funny a couple weeks ago. He tries, Um, he tries guys. (laughs) But when we look at this, does God care about these things we do at Christmas? I don't think he necessarily does, but I think God highly can appreciate the benefit that can come from them. Yeah. Um, and I think you do have a lot of people that end up sitting back and looking. And I think there's going to be more and more people over the next few years. You sit back and look and the more that culture pushes away from Christmas being about Christ and being about Jesus, I actually do think you're going to start having more and more people start to ask, why do we celebrate this? And I think for a number of people, it's going to help them realize It's about Jesus. And there can be for some people a turning that happens as culture goes so far one way, you know, as it just becomes about gifts, as it just becomes about holiday spirit, as it just becomes about the lights and things like that, there'll be hopefully a moment for people where they look and they say, wait a second, why would we even do this? Well, how was Christmas started? Well, let's tell you about it. It was actually started by Christians wanting to have this be thing. They're like, whoa, what about Jesus? So I think that's where it, 
matters ultimately. I actually think hot take of the day. I wish the church was more unified on things so that we could do this more often. Honestly, I'm not saying make Christmas more often, but I'm saying the redemption of certain things, um, like within American culture and stuff like that. Like how could we look to things and say, Hey, we want to redeem this thing for the sake of the gospel. We want to adopt this theme for the sake of the gospel, not be cheap ripoffs of culture, but look and say, how can this now be something that's used as a symbol for yeah. God and that sort of a thing. Side note, I looked it up the other day. Uh, so yes, like originally like Christmas or what was called Christmas at the time was, I think originally like pagan or Germanic, however you'd say it. I guess it would be Germanic, which in Roman times would be basically pagan. Yeah. Uh, it was that, but it was adopted by Christianity, like, uh, around the year, like 350 something. Yeah. It was really early on. Really early. It's been thousands of years, folks. It's, yes. it's a Christian holiday. Yes. Like hundred percent. I, I get at one point, this entirely separate thing was also called Christmas in another language. But here we are today. It is a Christian holiday. It is not Xmas. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, and same with like, I mean, you end up looking at people who also get upset at like, what about like Santa Claus, right? And that sort of a thing. Um, you know, Saint Nick. Uh, I will say, I think there's things about Santa that maybe at times like go a little bit far and that sort of a thing. Um, like what? I don't know. Oh, I don't want to have to break he it all down. We'll just say in general. Maybe sometimes just things go too far. Uh, <laughs> hello to my niece who's probably listening. Um, so we'll just say my, there's times. What? Oh, nothing. I was about to go on a tangent. You finish what you're saying. <laughs> um, so I think there's times maybe like Santa stuff goes too far. But again, what's the point of it? It's the fact that what we should be good people that take care of people and that there's a ramification for that. That can be a good lesson to learn um, and that sort of a thing. So we look at all these things and Christmas, it matters, all of that stuff. My thing to throw back to you, Parker, is this. Does I'm God ready. care about our... Uh, Throw it at me. Does God care about our Christmas Eve services being the biggest and the best? Oh, gosh. Again, please note before I say anything moving forward, I'm Scrooge. Okay? (laughs) So let's just take stock of who I am and we're moving forward. Okay. Uh, Does God care about it? I don't know. Uh, in general, my personal tendency when it comes to these types of things, things that are showy that the church does me personally, my tendency is that looks don't matter as much Mm. to me. Like, and my natural tendency is to say, yo, why are we spending as a church spending and I'm not talking about our church in particular, just churches in general. Yeah. Our church is very modest now compared to even what it used to do and uh, what I've seen other churches do. Um, like, why are we spending so much tithe money and like, like dollars that could be going elsewhere on a giant 
Christmas production where we sing Christmas songs. You know, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it, there's just something about it that sometimes leaves a bad taste in my mouth. That being said, when it comes to general things like Christmas, other church productions, like I like there was one time that like uh, it was a time that I found out that me and my wife can't decorate things together. Uh, we were both, we were both, uh, we had volunteered to help set up for VBS at our church. Mm. And, uh, I was like, we were given this job there's in our church. There's like, uh, in the main lobby, there's these set of pillars. There's like a bunch of pillars that kind of, well, they hold up the ceiling, but, uh, anyway, they're, they're throughout the church. Um, and the job we had at the time was to wrap it around, and like I, I, I was more like the mentality of like, okay, let's just like get it done. You know, it doesn't need to look perfect. Yeah. The job will still be done. Like it'll still be effective. Uh, but other people were, and this is how I found out that me and my wife don't work together very well when it comes to this, but like she cared so much more about it and looking good and like doing it the right way. And that's where we butted heads obviously. But like, um, but it's important to say that, like, you know, people. There are people who put their full hearts into it, and that, in and of itself, in in a lot of ways, is worshipful to God. The yep. amount amount of, I want to do the best I can. You know, should you know, the amount the amount of dollar spent on it sometimes be kind of questionable yeah i yeah. think so but like does that mean we shouldn't celebrate and shouldn't have a production of some sort yeah i don't necessarily think we shouldn't have a production or anything like that totally that being said like i i do think we should have a christmas eve service or some sort of christmas service whenever that happens for your church uh because like obviously like to me christmas has almost like very close second as much significance as Easter does yeah. to me in terms of Christianity. Cause it's, it's the first step of like God stepped down from being God. Like he was still God on earth, but like he stepped down from like, like perfectness to be with and us. like not having any problems and like coming down in our messes to like Roman times, just utter savagery like where people were hung on crosses all the time, like to come, you know, it's it, it, that in and of itself is amazing to me. Totally. And is something worth honoring God for mm-hmm. and acting as, um, uh, goalposts or, um, you know, you know, it, it's worth having something like a East or Easter slash Christmas service to point people to what, the significance of what Jesus did and why. Yeah. So I think we should have Christmas Eve services. Should the love, all this being said, do I think we should have Christmas services? Yes. Do I think sometimes we spend too much money on them? I think so. Sometimes some churches do. Yeah. No. And I would agree with you. I think, um, you know, I think I'm somebody who'll usually be always like, I'll always at least try to be the last to throw stones when it comes to people trying to do stuff. That's going to hopefully point more and more people to Jesus. Cause there's a reality that when you, 
you know, when you do a production with a high class and caliber to it, yeah, you might get somebody to show up that really wouldn't show up to a church for anything other than that. Like they might end up hearing like, whoa, this is right. a can't miss thing. I need to show up and see this. I can appreciate, uh, maybe in their eyes, all it is is I can appreciate good art. Now, here's the reality. Um, very few churches I think can pull off that level of something where that truly ends up being the outcome that somebody looks and says, this is can't miss. You have to be there for this. This is so awesome and incredible. Now, right. the other reality of what, when you do that is, is your church just maybe surfacing other Christians from other churches and that sort of a thing. And that then becomes a whole other debacle where you're just like, what is the point of this? Right. Um, for, myself right now with like true life and with our youth ministry has been that we want Christmas time to always be a fun time. We want it to be an impactful time. It's a great time to um, invite friends out to church for the first opportunity to hear about Jesus. Cause obviously, you know, we're talking about God with us and this whole ideal. And so we try to decorate every week now and have fun stuff going on. But now what our mindset has been is every year, instead of spending a lot of money to get a lot of new decorations and a lot of things, we're like, how about we spend, and it's going to be like more scarce at first, sparse at first, but we're going to spend a little bit to get some stuff every year, but we're going to get stuff that lasts so that every year we're adding to that and we're getting stuff that's like, you know, kind of timeless stuff. We're getting stuff where we know this will always look good for the most part unless there's some radical change and it's stuff that we can set up and use and then we can store and we know that it's going to constantly be helping make this a great experience, but not at the expense of like, oh my goodness, now we can't do stuff to actually like serve kids, right? And that kind of a thing. And I think for a lot of our larger churches, um, or maybe even smaller churches who invest a lot of money into productions, there are some of them that could benefit from people stepping in with minds that look and they end up saying, Hey, over the course of the next five years, let's say we're going to do this many kind of big invite things like big production -y things. How about we figure out how to really diversify upon all of these our spending so that we're building up or we're able to utilize across all of them, if that makes sense. And when you're talking about equipment or different things, all that, I just think there's a better way to go about it probably than yeah. a lot of churches have. Um, but okay. again, there can be a huge benefit from it. But also I think when it comes to an impactful service, you know, being simple isn't bad. It's not. Yeah. Well, like I've been to some church productions, church Christmas services that like, I forget what you call them, but you know, like those like tap, tapestry and not tapestry uh like the acrobats that there's like a like a um yeah yeah, yeah. trapeze no not trapeze though oh. like a, i think it's a kind of trapeze but it's like it's the super long drape veil thing it's a oh, piece of yeah, cloth yeah. and they do like all these they like fly through there and stuff like that like in uh the greatest showman yeah like that uh there was like a show that that was a, a part of it and i'm like what does this do? It does nothing to point to Jesus at all. It's just like, woo, look. Yeah. Trapeze. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Why is this here? Yeah. And yeah. And now I will say devil's advocate is usually are to me. Maybe the person who was doing it had the supply to do it already. And they just said, hey, would this add anything to the show, to the program? And maybe. And they offered their time. So again, to say, yes, there's a reality. There's things that can take away. 
But also, again, I'm always last to cast stones. But I can totally see what you're saying because, again, yeah, if it's that's ta- something I need to work on. If something like that, I'm not saying you're being quick to throw stones or something because there is a reality. We can do things that do take away from what God is doing. Like, yeah. I would say, honestly, if you're doing a Christmas production and I show up and I'm watching it and, like, the most impactful song was, like, Jingle Bell Rock or something like that, I'm going to be like, oh, like, why is that the one that stood out the most to me, right? And not something that's actually pointing to Jesus. Right. Because we don't want to just point to the Christmas season. We want to point to the reality of Jesus and what he's yeah. doing, all those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, so Christmas production can be great. I also think like for myself personally, I resonate a lot with, you know, probably the service every year I look forward to the most would be like Good Friday. Um, I really look forward to Good Friday service, which is an odd service to look forward to, but it's always just such a simple and somber service. Mm-hmm. Just reflecting on the reality of Jesus's death and having to sit with that in thought and reflection for a couple of days, like is always so impactful. And I think there's a reality that when it comes to Jesus's birth, yes, there is the, the, the triumphal moment when you could celebrate the angels singing, when you can celebrate the shepherds coming forth and they're praising him and worship. Like there's a lot of stuff that shows just this like grand declaration of the birth, but also it's such a somber, not in a sad way, but in a simple way moment where you're looking and saying, we're gathered around to see the fact that there was a baby who was born and that baby would change our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's just a sweetness to that moment that I think for myself and, you know, one day people might use this clip out of the podcast and say, look, you're a hypocrite. And hopefully that's not the case. You know, one day if I'm in the position of being a lead pastor again, to help really invest, like, I feel like that's almost the moment I'd want people to be able to leave with, you know, if you're reflecting on Christmas, like that very simple truth of just thinking God is with us and you could walk away with that just being all that you're thinking about. Um, and I think that's best done probably in the same way of a humble manger mm-hmm. that it might be a well done, but humble expression of what that could look like. Right. Yeah. Um, well to me, it's like, yeah, it was a manger and it was a humble beginning, obviously where he was born. But like, also like if anybody's handled a newborn baby, <laughs> they are like the most vulnerable thing on the planet. Yep. It is a miracle that babies survive in my humble opinion. Yeah. Like I like, yeah, they just like, they're defenseless. They're defenseless. They like, like not like, yeah, I could go on about my kid and how like, the, like the kid gags on his fists, like he like <laughs> eats his hand, and then you just hear him ah, ah, in the other room because he's suffocating on his own fist. Yeah, and it's like, how are you alive? Yeah, this is who Darwin would be looking at. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, but anyway, point being that like God like. Humbled himself enough and made himself like vulnerable in Roman times in a barn. Also, in like a time where like everybody was required to migrate back to their uh, town of birth. And so, like, you have all sorts of people there, everybody from you know, family to who knows criminals or everybody technically had to go. Well, and you have the reality that they end up having to flee to Egypt because Herod's trying to kill all the kids under two. And he does. Yeah. Jesus. It's crazy. Yeah. It's an impactful story. Yeah. Um, 
you know, one other thing that I was just thinking about, okay, when it comes to Christmas, Christmas time, all of those things, I lot, wait, nope, it's coming back. Oh, okay. I'm reeling it back in, reeling it back in. Way to be patient. Three, two, one. Ah, I lost it, man. When it comes to Christmas, bear with us. We're not perfect. When it comes to Christmas. Ah, it was a really dumb question I just remembered. What's your favorite food? Period? Yeah, what's your favorite? No, your favorite Christmas food, my guy. My favorite Christmas food? No, what's your favorite food to have on June 4th? Yes, on a holiday-themed episode. You just said, what's your favorite food? Favorite Christmas food. It's a holiday-themed episode. My favorite Christmas food. Oh, gosh. I don't even know what you'd define as Christmas food. Like... (laughs) Mine is the pink jello stuff with okay. whipped cream on top. So I'm going to define Christmas food as stuff that my family eats near Christmas time, okay? So That's, that may be different yeah. from you. My family's from Texas, so we have hot links on Christmas. That's okay. dope. Okay. Oh, I have another one. Hot links. I okay. do really love hot links. Uh, my family also makes like uh, cheesy sausage balls. Have you ever uh, had those? Uh, no, They're but that sounds good. Delight. Oh, bro. Chocolate peanut butter balls are lit they're like they like are basically like uh you basically crush up ritz crackers and combine it with peanut butter and then you make balls of it and then you pour dark chocolate over the top Mm. and freeze it bro that's amazing it's amazing i don't get heart disease like over (laughs) the christmas season like it's amazing that i'm alive guys I'm happy that you are. I'm a miracle. Dude, my just like <laughs> your son just is. Kidding. My I'm just other uh, <laughs> my other favorite one is uh my dad'll get water chestnuts and wrap them in bacon. Water chestnuts? Okay, wrap them in bacon. Wrap them in bacon and then you do this like sauce on them with like brown sugar and stuff. Okay. Dude, delicious. You could eat a million of them. You might be like, "But yeah. water chestnuts." No, 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 it's the texture. You get the crunch while uh-huh. you're eating meat. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delicious. Spe- uh, never mind. That's off topic. Uh, yeah, I like... Um, what's another one? Um, we also, like, we tend to have uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. It'll tend to be, like, we won't really have, very like, a meal, per se. We'll just have, mm. like, a ton of snacks. And so, like, salami games, like, pretty dope. Oh, Sierra Cheese likes- crackers. Yeah. Yeah. There's some there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. My family will also uh um also side note. My family will like we have a cookie di- we have a my mom's side of the family will like all get together um and we'll do a cookie exchange at one point. Mm. Usually happens at my aunt's house. Uh that's in Bellevue. smart. That's fun. Uh yeah, we're actually doing it for the first time uh this Saturday. For the first time in like a couple of years since oh, yeah. COVID, so that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, and my my aunt makes this corn chowder that I look forward to every year. I know it probably sounds weird. I don't know it's if okay. you've ever had corn chowder, but it's I haven't. Good. I'll vicariously good. live through you. Okay, so intimate. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, well, I'm glad you get to do your cooking exchange and enjoy your corn yeah. chowder. Um, you know what? I feel like this is a good spot. Yeah, man. Everybody, you know what? This holiday season, we want to say 
that we are thankful and grateful for you. Yeah. We appreciate the fact you guys have been listening to the podcast. We're nearing 30 episodes and all of that good stuff. We are having a lot of people checking it out and we just appreciate for those of you who are listening almost every week, man, we really appreciate you. If you're checking out just a couple of episodes, we appreciate you too. Um, but we just want to say thank you guys for supporting us throughout this whole first part of the year that we've been Mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, leave a rating and a review if you can. Comment what your favorite Christmas food is. Yes. Let us know what's your favorite Christmas food. We'll have a Spotify thing there. Comment it on Instagram. Let us know. You guys, maybe we will uh, roast some of your options or we'll praise some of your decisions. But with that being said, we appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for trying out the podcast as always. My name's Caleb. My name's Parker. And we'll talk to you next time.